Welcome to Checkpoint Real Talk, a podcast for security folks who want less F-U-D and more F-U-N. In each episode, we'll have lighthearted conversations about security, people, processes, and technology as we react to how they're portrayed in film and TV. We'll bring in experts from inside and outside Checkpoint to break it down. What was accurate? What wasn't? And what can you apply to real-world cyber events? On this episode, host Sia Yasso-Tornrat, Checkpoint Product Marketing Manager, Diana Polanski, and avid CISO, Dmitry Sokolovsky, reacts to The Good Doctor, Season 4, Episode 10, Decrypt. And now, let's get to the real talk. Hey guys, welcome back to Checkpoint Real Talk. And today we are going to review a TV show that I've actually never seen before, but I was told adamantly that we must glow over this. So Diana, welcome back. Great to be here. Great to see you again, Sia, and you, Dimitri. Dimitri in the house. Hello. Oh, you poor thing. I know we tried to prep you for this, but let's just go ahead and like really introduce you to our wonderful world. First off, how are, are you familiar with the TV show The Good Doctor, Dimitri? I've heard of it. I know some of the actors from like the West Wing times, but I haven't seen it. Ah, Diana? I've watched every episode. Uh, um <laughs> but but the the um I watched it long after it aired and then just watched them all at once on Netflix. Um there's a couple reasons why I recommended this is there's some things I met Dimitri in the past for viewers who don't know. I met him in the past and there was something that come up, came up. He talked about how like something like 40% of people in IT are neuro- neurodivergent in the good doctor. The, the primary doctor here is autistic. However, in this episode, I chose an episode that mostly centers around the IT department and the people involved when 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 the, when the hospital gets hacked and they have to deal with ransomware. Now those people are actually not neurodivergent, but there's a reason why I first started that I I went there for for the for a number of reasons and then found a good episode. Convergence of topics. Right exactly, yeah. exactly. No, I love it. Okay, I think that right there is speaking for itself. So you guys ready to jump in? Sure. All right. So let's go ahead and look at this clip here. We got a problem. If it's only one problem, it'll make me extraordinarily happy. No, it won't. They actually hacked into the network over three months ago. Took their time to not only encrypt our servers, but our on-site and cloud-based backups. Well, don't we have backups, data? Actually, we have three, which get rotated out every 30 days, which means the oldest backup we have was synced four days after the bastard's broken. And we have no data? Technically, we still have data. We just can't access it without their encryption key. You can't pay the ransom. You don't negotiate with terrorists. And what I can't do is pay an exorbitant amount of money to an insurance company and then not use them. They gave us 24 hours to get the Bitcoin. If I can find a mistake in their encryption software, I might be able to get our data back. Of course, I'll also have to retrace the attack chain to find the exact door they came in. Otherwise, we might as well toss every computer we have in the recycle bin. Oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> oh, there's there's so there's so there's so many things here to comment on. You've got the 
plot, like if this director of the hospital has only one thing to worry to worry about, and how long so uh, how long something can be sitting there, like uh, like any kind of malware can be sitting on your computer, the attack chain. Uh, I don't. I, I was just distracted by the pretty colors in that room. I mean, that if that's a data room, why is he's the director of the hospital, right? That's the doctor. That is that he's the director. That's not the doctor I was talking about, but he's right. the director of the hospital. Well, why does he have access to the data center? Why is he near the data center? What, 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 oh, but that's his director of IT who's with him. Would know, he be able to get it? Would he be able to get in? If director he was of with IT the... would. Oh, but it looked like he just came in on his own. So I don't oh, know if that's okay. the kind of... So there's a lot of questions uh, around the specific configuration of that environment. Um, I also love how they don't interrupt each other when they talk. That's very real. <laughs> what do you mean would be the first question he's very calm about it too <laughs> yeah he he is he is unusually calm for for someone he's like oh well nonchalantly well let's just pay them like is it is it really that simple that you can save your whole hospital if you just pay them first well, of all yes it might be cheaper faster smoother to just to pay them okay but um he mentioned something that I found interesting. He said, we're paying all this money to the insurance company. So you're supposed to have cyber insurance, right? And most cyber insurance companies should have. And if you, for example, don't know this, you should reach out to your cyber insurance company and find out they have negotiators. So at a minimum, oh, they could lower no, the I amount. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they, they could lower the amount of ransom that you would need to pay. Hey, look, these guys are not doing too well. Look, it's a hospital. How much money do you think they're making? They can't pay you $5 million. They just can't. They don't have the money. Look, how about just a million? And right, you come down to like two and a half, and now you already saved two and a half million dollars. While you're negotiating, by the way, it's going to take like three weeks. She's got time to try and crack that encryption software and find a back door and, and something, something, blah, 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 right? There's... Mm -hmm. But then would you still pay them? Because she's saying if I can get to this within this amount of time, she's not worried about just saving the data. She's also worrying about saving them the money. So what's not happening here is the assessment of the of the impact. So I'm assuming they already done the tabletop exercises. They know what this means. Otherwise, he would, should be asking. Right, her, and you're going to see what? a scene coming up where oh, so there's something some that, that the, there's so, there is some of that. There's something medical that happens, and then they can't. This. So the malware, that, I don't right. know what kind of malware this is, but it caused them to have to break into some of their equipment to save a life. So, so like lives are at stake here. Exactly. So if lives are at stake, that's a very different conversation. If you're a colonial pipeline and you're just pumping some oil back and forth, maybe you don't pay. Although those guys paid, I don't know if you knew that or not, they paid $5 million and the encryption keys provided took longer to decrypt than restoring from backups. Ugh. <laughs> so I know I did not. I did actually, not know that. I didn't. A, I did not know they paid. And B, uh, they're lucky the damn d uh, encryption key was able to work. Like half the time, that stuff doesn't even work. But but in their case, it worked slower than if they simply would have restored from backups. Oh and most of the money. Another note to remember: as soon as this occurs, contact the FBI because yes. in Colonial Pipeline's case, at least half the money they paid, they were able to retrieve back. Possibly oh, even great. more. So, so yeah. So you you contact them just for for example to help with the payment. And final piece, uh, whether you pay or not for what you're doing is one thing. But if you're paying and the organization you're paying to is on a terrorist watch list, now you're committing a federal crime. And so you also no. Wait a minute. So if you pay ransomware, 
if you as to say i i am the director of this hospital and i pay the, this hacker who's a terrorist then now i'm a terrorist that you are supporting terrorism yeah oh. well think about where that money goes they're not doing it because they want to be like robin hood and be like i'm gonna go feed some you know villages so, no so, so 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 not having a good backups for example which is a mm-hmm. failure of its own now leads you to become a supporter of terrorism. That's not cool. Oh, right. And that's also why some CISOs get fired, right? Because you're like, you didn't think oh. having a, you didn't check your backups and everything. No, you got hacked. CISOs no? get fired primarily to, uh, to, to use as a scapegoat. Yeah. I see. I see. It is so a thankless they job. They usually don't actually do any, they usually Look, haven't actually created any problems. It was getting, just inevitable and they're the scapegoat. Getting fired is better than going to prison. Oh, Okay. And we have one going now, so that's oh. starting. Okay, I want to keep talking about that, but I know it's going to digress. So, I mean, let, let, let's look at the next clip here. Stop, 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 stop. Please tell And me. of course someone would do it in the you nick of time like that, right? No, but I'm authorizing it. Turn your computer on. Your employee ID is your temp password. Who knows their employee ID number? I remotely rebooted every authorized But can you user. remotely reboot every totally. single user? 100% successfully. Imaging's unscathed, no malware, no worm, no nothing. Bastards were obviously bluffing, just like I told you. You gambled your entire imaging department on a hunch? You have any idea how reckless that was? Is that like a lawyer? Appreciate all you've done. Yeah, okay. yeah he, he is a lawyer. That decision was not yours to make. If you ever usurp my authority again, I'm going to fire you right on the spot. I'm now that's more realistic. Right? You that was- shush for a second. <laughs> Wait for the compliment. But don't do it again. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. You're welcome. If I ever have another poker night, you're invited. Aww. You'll need to take all three of these every morning and before bedtime. This this might have been the lady where they had to break something to save her. Anything. But I'm not quite sure. Thank you. That's so a, not I'm just going to say it. Very young doctor or I'm getting old. They usually tend to have young, attractive people as the doctors on these shows. See? <laughs> And big open windows. Oh, and this guy is the good doctor. You can't just leave. I've never been fired before, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works. I'll talk to Lim. Convince her to give you a second chance. I do not think she'll do that. She was willing to fire you, and she likes you a lot more than her. It's okay. I've enjoyed working with you both. Who are these girls? They're other doctors. One of them just took the blame for something that that she didn't actually do. But she doesn't actually want to be a doctor, so it's okay. No, but you want to see this for a second. (laughs) I'll miss you, but I don't want to hug you. (laughs) Okay, I just thought you would like that end when when he doesn't want to hug her. (laughs) 
that's a nice little um again i i have family members that are neurodivergent i myself i pretty much am undiagnosed but i related to that moment right there you, so you could feel that he felt something and he's like but i'm just not gonna do it yeah it's a it's an honest moment he was being honest about what he can or cannot do and i'm with a director by the way that why is she running why can't she call the office I, I was wondering that. That's why I interjected right there. I'm like, does she like have just spend, to run? Yeah, like ten minutes, and you could just call, pick, pick up the. Because you have to see the, her running through the hospital halls. Like, yeah, because when someone, well, I, I, I know a whole lot of IT directors who are real sports enthusiasts, enthusiasts who run through the hallways. Just joking. yeah, no, you know no. they usually don't. Yeah, they, I mean, okay, I, I was just going to ask you: Was there a scene right before where she's trying to call and he's not picking up his phone? Because no, then that no, amps up there's, the... no, there's, there's, there's not. So I'm like, okay, um, would can would you ever see, Dimitri? Would you ever see if something like this is happening? Like the head of IT just like really doing everything hands on, one person by them by themselves, and then running through the through the hall to meet the security person and the lawyer. I mean, the the head of whatever and the lawyer. Yeah, nothing like ever like this ever happens, and uh, uh, I mean. Maybe she was running because she just wanted to. She just felt so guilty she couldn't do it over the phone. What she did was was illegal. She shouldn't have done what she's done, despite have, saving the hospital. That's that's one of the biggest things. And he was what right was to, illegal about it? What exactly did she, should she have done, and what did she do that was she used like questionable she, here? Right. She used his authority, <laughs> his mm. logins. I'm assuming. Yeah. to do something, reset, reboot, whatever. Right. I think she baited them. Right with his credentials to see if they would exactly. she called their bluff she called their bluff and she used his credentials to do that yeah uh how can i put this that that's a that's a resume generating event um for for <laughs> for any security professional um <laughs> you've done everything wrong in that particular case literally everything wrong and I'm only hoping that it wasn't just a hunch. I'm hoping that she somehow did some analysis somewhere and realized these guys were actually not doing what they said they were doing. And so she was actually not hunching, but really sure, like 94% sure that this was correct course of action. And maybe she just didn't have time to explain all that. And after all that, I still think she should have called and explained this before taking the action because the ultimate responsibility was his. Because if she was wrong, it wasn't her. It was him who was going to get in trouble and potentially go to prison, and so she should have uh, she should have checked with him. I, I wouldn't see. And would and would she have her. a team? She you wouldn't have one person just just going through and finding all the lost oh, data it's a and dealing much, with the hacker. I know it's a hospital. How much money do they have? Mm. Uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they have a lot of fancy machines, so I'm I'm guessing a lot of money. <clears throat> no, oh, am, am I okay, being loud? I sorry, sorry. I was trying to clear my throat here. Not, not for um, security. Security, oh, okay. I think, is over and over, often overlooked. Like it's almost like you got like a one or two person team, and and then there's like this huge IT department, right? So I don't know. I don't think it was entirely inaccurate, but I'm just wondering: is she the security person or is she the IT person? Like I don't know the TV She's show. She's really the IT person, so I'm not even sure that she would be in charge of security. Sounds like they don't even have a security team, which is actually more accurate. Which is probably more uh, okay. 
this is this is the problem with security in general. Uh, Sia, you, you you've probably seen this in, in some of the conversations we've had in the past. Security is considered an offshoot of IT. Yeah. It's just another IT function that protects us. Where in reality, security is to IT what IT is to business. Mm-hmm. It reduces complexity. It speeds things up. It makes sure to protect the business from making mistakes, or in this case, IT from making mistakes. For example, having a backup that is only three months long and doesn't rotate past that point. I will say I was impressed they even mentioned that. That portion of that scene um, they tried. earlier. They, they, they tried. Right. They assumed like, okay, how much budget do we have? Okay, what can we really pay for? All right, only three months of backups. I mean, it's a hospital. How bad can it be? Well... I'm not even asking about like, okay, let's say she did restore from backups from four months ago. What happened in the last four months? No one went to the hospital, no one got sick, and no one got life-changing or, you know, like whose surgery is going to happen tomorrow? Well, I'd like my medical bills to take take it. Like in America, medical bills can be very, very expensive, and this is America, so. (laughs) Three months, it's a quarter, right? That's a quarter of a year. It's a, like, but a, then that a, that seems like what if something like that did happen where someone just hacked? Because like uh, we were talking before about how governments can hack um, hospitals, but sometimes you might have so, someone who want who has malicious intent, who's not the government or a terrorist or whoever else. It's just someone who's angry and has hacking skills. Like, did you, yeah, let's did destroy you, all the data because I don't want any hospital bills. A lot of the uh, pacemakers have Bluetooth. Or some other communication channel enabled. I mean, mm-hmm. when you become a VP or president and you have a remote controlled pacemaker, they uh, fix it for you so that you can't be killed <laughs> with a Bluetooth rifle. Oh, wow. Okay, I never thought of that. And now my mind is a little bit blown. I, I just <laughs> now I'm going to think about that. 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 That so, is going to be my fixation later so, on today. So you know how like uh, Bluetooth devices, you're like two meters away from each other, like headphones. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, tops like 10 meters, really good ones, 10 meters long. So if you take a Pringle scan, a Pringle scan, and do some special modifications that you can just get like in what used to be a Radio Shack, you can reach out up to a mile or up to eight miles with clear line of sight. And you think, oh, yeah. I'm secure. I got Bluetooth. I'm not really worried about the guy down the street. That guy can read everything you're doing and potentially even impact. So, yeah. Right. That's why I'm seeing a lot of product security companies popping up these days. It's a niche that everyone's trying to fill. Look, they have one lady mm-hmm. doing uh, doing uh, IT and security in this big uh, and expensive hospital. I mean, of course, we need more vendors, not more resources at the places where people are working. all right on that note guys let us check out the next video clip here stay back or you're gonna contaminate my clean room i found an error not theirs ours the serial numbers on the servers didn't match up Turns out one of my texts spilled coffee on a server, didn't want to tell me, so he switched it out three days before the hack. His screw-up might just save our ass. So she does have help. So it's not encrypted? No, but it is corrupted from the coffee and dust and dirt. I found it under a pile of junk in the recycling bin. But if my patient pulls through, I'll be able to restore the network without having to pay the hackers a dime. Wow. 
That's great. The insurance guy came to an agreement with the hackers, didn't he? Actually, he negotiated them down below the original ransom amount. I didn't authorize it yet. You have till 9 a.m. to get us back online. Okay. Uh, wow, so much wrong in there. <laughs> right. So let's so let, let let's hear it because ah, that is way beyond my pay grade. So serial numbers. She's got time to go compare serial numbers. A, B. That drive that let's say was had coffee on it. They just threw in the recycle bin. There's a there's a process to to de decommission hardware that if you don't follow, just like that, someone could buy a recycled drive at home, clean it out, and find a whole lot of PHI, in this case, on that drive. Mm -hmm. Did you know that, well, at least used to be, used hard drives were more expensive on eBay than new ones? Yeah. There's a shortage, right? I thought it was because two years back. Were, yeah, people were buying them to find maybe credit card information, maybe so personal information, and so on. Mm -hmm. But let's keep going with that scene. So let me get this straight. That one hard drive... Just that one hard drive had all of the information from the whole network because it can't have like just a little bit enough to what decrypt the rest of the network and every hard drive in the environment. Like what would it have? Maybe a portion of the encryption key. Why wouldn't it be decrypted on the hard drive? Wouldn't it have? Well, so she says it's not encrypted. Correct. That one drive on one server. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the large hospital operating all of its data and it's on a single drive now no way yeah like we, we I, I mean <sighs> no when i was in film school i didn't even keep all my uh, all I'm my just, information right? on one drive I, what, <laughs> not, not even my information one, was only one, on one drive <laughs> one imaging system like a cat scan or something would produce enough images like in a week to fill up 10 hard drives uh, well, what are we talking about here <laughs> i just <laughs> Uh, where did she get so much plastic and what's she going to do with it afterwards? And yeah. why is she sitting there with a mask? What is she uh, going to... Well, she says she's also operating on the patient and we're in a hospital and now the hard drive's the patient. I guess just to make us laugh. I mean, I, I think guess. it's trying to emphasize the fact that there, she's going into a computer's bowel. Uh, and why didn't she lock the door? No. And she says not to contaminate the patient. Like, what would his walking into the room, how would that contaminate a hard drive? Uh, so she had it open and if it's an old hard drive the spinning hard drive that had like mm -hmm. magnetic plates think of like uh, record records old school records right. and if dust gets on them the head might have issues reading off of them but of course that whole room is dust proof and clean oh wait it's not it's just a hospital office oh and they stopped using the the hard drives like that a while back. Again, I'm hoping this is a, a fairly recent show, so probably solid. It is. It's maybe ten on. years old, and I don't think anything. Oh, okay. So, all right, fine. Maybe that's a that's one plausible thing in that whole. Uh, <laughs> but her hair is not covered, but her face is. Right? Yeah, so I was just gonna say that her hair <laughs> is all over the place. Yeah, no. I mean, and then when he opened the door, it, the breeze just came in, and you saw the 
the tarp kind of like flowing in the wind and then he stayed open. I'm like, yeah, it's done. It's, it's and, corrupted. And they, and they have clean rooms in that hospital. I guarantee you they have, they have clean rooms with controlled airflow yes. and suits that she could have, they could have totally done a better scene with that shot. But you know what? Budgets are kind of low in uh, wherever, whatever show this is. Well, again, the good doctor. Yeah. Again, is she IT or is she security? Like she's by she's herself. IT. She's, she's, she's IT. And, and then on top of that, like the lights for dramatic effect, like dark lights. It's very dark. easy to see. <laughs> so, okay. On a scale of one to 10 of accuracy, guys, probably should have been asking for others, but on a scale of one to 10 for this particular scene, where, where, where do we want to rate this one? Minus four. No, sorry. Yeah. I will give it a four because what he said was pretty accurate. Negotiating down this is what we talked about earlier. Negotiating down the, uh, uh the insurance amount i mean uh ransom amount and the insurance guy was able to get it done See, that taught me something there i didn't know that you could have an that you, that a company would hire a security insurance person separate from the security people and that they would be able to negotiate almost like lawyers or mediators they're, there they're, they're I available. Had no idea. yeah they're available in retainer and uh you're gonna laugh, or maybe not, but they have fairly good working relationships with the with the hackers and the people doing ransom. Well, yeah. I imagine a lot of a lot of careers have sprung out of people who are hackers, like very good careers. A lot of them work for cybersecurity companies, military, um, police officers. Some of them now are CEOs of cybersecurity companies. I'm talking. No, I'm talking about. So, like, let's say this this person who was in a suit. He on let's say on a weekly basis has sync calls oh, right, right. with the hackers. Hey, <clears throat> John, how's it going this week? Who, who did you who did you encrypt? And he gives him a list. That goes, all right, let me give him a call and see if they need any negotiating done. And it's almost and almost it's, like like the moth, mafia's bartender. That's per, that's really what it is. <laughs> Although I'm going to give him benefit of the doubt and say that it is a. Um, it's like a, it's like a, remember the scene from Heat where De Niro is sitting across from Al Pacino and looks like, you know, the cop and, and, and the robber are having this honest cup of coffee conversation. I think that's what it's like. They don't like Mm. each other and they know they work on the opposite side, but Hey, how do we make this pleasant? Like, how do, how how do you make it as palatable as possible? How do we both make our buck and, and, and uh, live to, to fight another day? Yeah. No. Oh, it's mm-hmm. in fact, it's funny. I should mention that I had a client that uh, did an, an interview with a company that does exactly that. And I was just like mind blown. I didn't even realize it existed. So yeah, no, Diana, I'm right there with you. It's, it's a cottage industry. And as a net result, it is booming. <laughs> it's, no, it's it a- also kind of reminds me, I've worked with people that I, that when I first started doing, when I first joined cybersecurity, this industry as a marketer, I worked for a company that had another side company that it didn't really advertise as strongly that did secure disclosure. So they would work with the hackers to say, you tell me the information, I'm the middleman and I'll tell you, and then I'll make a deal for you to sell that hacking information to the company who you found a flaw, you found a vulnerability, a flaw, this and that. So you don't do anything with it. I'll negotiate to get you some money for it. Wow. I'm like, whoa, wow, I didn't know that that was like a thing. Money exchanging hands. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And also hide your identity because what you're doing, you in a way it sounds good. Hey, I'm going to tell you about it so you can fix it. No, it's kind of a bribe. <laughs> <laughs> Not kind of. It is. Okay. Okay. 
right. They call themselves researchers now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm a researcher. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. All right. Because mm. I don't want to get in trouble. I really, I, I'm pretty sure I know some people who used to do that that are actually really, really nice. And they're extremely smart people, so I don't want to offend them. <laughs> no, no. Hey, there's a lot of nice people out there. Sometimes we just have our certain roles to play. Dark lights again. All the dramatic blue lighting. What in the hospital? Everyone left. <laughs> here they are, here they come. I love how she's by herself. Ain't no one wants to be there for her. So, so I had pictures. I saw pictures recently of a, a surgeons doing a surgery in Ukraine with lights off, with flashlights. This place has lights, has air conditioning, has heat. Doctors can save people without computers. That is a thing that used to happen for a while before there were computers. Why is the hospital empty? Where did everyone go? I was just going to say, where are the nurses? Where, in the where did they move yeah, no, I don't know. I think that they might have moved them this to is, somewhere else. But where? This makes for, sense. It's 24 hours. Like This is a 24-hour thing, right? They, she had 24 hours. They, they mm -hmm. would have not even been finished moving even if they started right yeah. now. So let's call that number two. She's sitting in a, in a data room. Again, let's assume mm -hmm. that's the case. You see those ca the the cases where the equipment was supposed to be standing. So mm -hmm. first of all, they're fairly narrow. That the, the rack is usually wider. But let's even say that's the case. Uh, the panel on each of those cases costs almost like five six hundred dollars. The side panels, they're you know special steel and stuff. So it makes sense to put three of them together to save on the panels. Mm -hmm. To put all six right. of them in a single row to save on like nine panels or whatever the number is. This is a hospital saving every penny. Obviously, they're saving on lights. She's sitting in the dark, <laughs> but, but they have but they have space for panel for 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 these uh, for the for the servers. I mean, for the for the empty space. Next, restore from backup taking under five minutes for the company, for the whole hospital. Even <laughs> like even. Look. Would it really be labeled that explicitly? Oh, restore from, restore from, backup. So, like, wouldn't I, it just be a bunch of numbers? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and do this uh, in the way <laughs> okay. that like MythBusters does it. Okay, what would it need to look like in real life? So, let's say she found this hard drive. Let's say that on this hard drive she found a backup. Let's let's go like the best case possible. This is where they also stored backups, and it is an archived form, so it's compressed. So she has this very large hard drive, big enough to store a compressed backup of all of the data for the whole hospital, including, if I'm seeing this correctly, operating system packages for all of the systems to which they then rolled the back out, which is what we're seeing when she does the restore. 
that's not a was it 10 seconds 15 seconds <laughs> to de unpack that thing and even if it was then we again we're taking time for that to roll back out to all of the systems <sighs> okay it's dramatic effect yeah i mean can we yeah. agree dramatic effect that assuming that kind of backup like performance can be done yes i'm still trying to get over that comment you made about running like why don't you just call the person <laughs> and be like especially hey, now that everything is working again if you really well, we want to see working. the lights go slowly on and we want to see her we we want to see what's going on in her mind like you know how impatient you can get when you're waiting for someone to pick up and you have important news like i don't i don't think on a tv show like this you can see her impatience you could show it or how about she's calling and running oh. so then you've got logic <laughs> And she's running, and you she's got your dramatic backing, effect. Right, exactly. She's backing up her control oh. with another control. Look, so if this I direct is... this in the future, if I go back and I step in and I'm like, I want to direct this, I need to make her call and run. She needs this, to be carrying the phone. This would have been a good Scrubs <laughs> episode. I'm not oh. sure. This, this, show, this show is trying to be slightly more professional than Scrubs, I think. <laughs> I hope yes. so. I yes. love Scrubs yes. though. <laughs> right. Well, I'm like it's this actually be... I watched this show called Dr. Mike who reviews this hospital this hospital show a lot and normally with the hospital episodes he says, you know, this ranks like maybe 8 or 8 or 9 as far as hospital shows go. It's in the top 10 of the ones that are of the accuracy. Now, of the hacking it seems like they're pretty inaccurate, but the way they do medicine, they're mm. pretty good at that part. Your dog agrees. You hear? Yeah, that's okay. She, she definitely. Actually, it sounds like she disagrees. She's pretty. She's pretty upset about it. Okay, I'm, so, I'm <laughs> sorry. I I'm sorry. I said it. All right. Sorry. <laughs> so okay. So no one. No right, one. And now, now to and now, because like ever ever since that that time where during Corona, where that weatherman's babies were coming in, now people got to where they're like they really like it. They're like. Please he got really out. famous after his babies were like came into the screen during that time. You remember that? Oh, I totally remember that. <laughs> that That's was bad. bad. That wasn't a weatherman. That was a financial analyst. Oh, oh, oh yeah. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was and that was his wife, right? And and then everyone was like, "Yeah, that's his." Like that was that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. There's some stuff to unpack there. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. But no, it's very. You know what? The I I just loved all the um. Uh, loved all the uh, parodies. Like, I don't know if you guys saw that <laughs> one where this woman's like uh, roasting a turkey. Yeah, and yeah, yeah I like doing that. laundry. <laughs> I love that. The good doctor Leah being a hacker for two and a half minutes. Okay, just, be, just so basically a bunch of hacker things. Let's see how well she. Yeah, does yeah, this. yeah. Which is weird because before she joined this job, she the the, the backstory is that she worked in. She worked as I think she was working more of in develop as a developer. I like they're not necessarily hackers. Oh, oh we okay. This, we gotta have this conversation of what a hacker yeah. is and what a developer is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and play it. Your Chronicle subscription is about to expire because they don't have your updated credit card. The coffee maker you ordered, their new one in the last six months will be delivered Tuesday and you're deducting way too much money out of Debbie's paycheck for FICA. Would you like to hear about your Google searches? I'm just busy trying to keep like a billion bots and hackers out of our network. They gave us 24 hours to get the Bitcoin. If I can find a mistake in their encryption software, I might be able to get our data back. Of course, I'll also have to retrace the attack chain to find the exact door they came in. Otherwise, we might as well toss every computer we have in the recycle 
open. Just a lecture. Give me the time I asked for to decrypt the data and restore the network. If my patient pulls through, I'll be able to restore the network without having to pay the hackers a dime. I fixed the server. It's still missing the last 96 days of records, but it's totally malware-free, which means we can restore the network with, with three hours to spare. If I'm right, I'd save the whole hospital and prevent some really bad people from getting almost $2 million. How big is this hospital? It's <laughs> a good question. It's supposed to be a major hospital in a big city. Okay, I it's like it's in the San Francisco area. I mean, they've got roads and racks and racks. Just saying. to me yeah I was just thinking that but hospital might have really old monitors because they might the, for the assistance they probably wouldn't back up that they wouldn't probably wouldn't give them new monitors I remotely rebooted every authorized user totally 100% successfully imaging's unscathed no malware no worm no nothing let me have your phone Why? I've created a couple hundred Yelp accounts to trash Tricky and maxed out on my IP address, so I need another one. I had to route the downloads through proxy and print at different nurses stations to stand traceable. <laughs> I mean, that would be a little bit scary having to work with someone who can do all of that, or particularly to be in a relationship with someone who can who can do all that. They're dating? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. With who? Which one? Which with which the the, the doctor and her. The it happens. The, the, yeah, the the young autistic doctor. It happens slowly over 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 time. See, and that I can see. She probably has her own uh, um, quirks. Uh, uh, how did you call it? Uh, personality. She has her own unique personality, uh, and so does he. So they they might. Right. They kind of actually that kind of that kind of reminds me of something I did visit a therapist recently and said, let's start the process of getting evaluated for something. And then, and then I told her that I suspect that I have ADHD and, and that maybe you might want to look at autism, like maybe Asperger's kind of a high functioning because of how well I get along with, with IT people who (laughs) seem to seem to have those issues. She's like, well, she said, actually, I have a lot of clients who come in where one where where uh, partners where one is a uh, one is on the spectrum and the other one has ADHD because they balance each other out <laughs> and there, there's some conflict. I'm like, oh, oh, they have some conflict over time, but a lot of it is that their strengths and weaknesses are like polar opposite. So, so they're helping each other. <laughs> and and she needs some help, I think, because that. First, yeah, very, she's all over the place the, and kind of like f- impulsive. The very speaking of the, the very first scene, she walks in. I'm assuming she says, "You need me," and he says, "No, I don't. I have IT department or something like that." I'm guessing, and then she starts giving him that information yeah. about. Mm-hmm. So, 
that should have been the first red flag for the director. It reminds me of the suits now where like she shouldn't have access to that data. If she has access to that data. So like, let's look at it. Speaking of hackers now, there are three like major ways to mm, break hackers down or maybe more, more specifically break down what types of things hackers do. White hackers, gray hackers and black hackers below black hat, white hat and gray hat. Um, it initially meant the level of information you know about the environment you're trying to to test. We're talking about hackers on a job, right? Like if you're a hacker and you've been hired to penetration test someone, you can be either given all of the information about the company. This is called a white hat penetration test. You can be given some information, gray hat penetration test, and then no information, black hat penetration test. So this describes the amount of information you have on the way in. Mm-hmm. It, or at least it, it it didn't describe in the past whether you were malicious or not. But Interesting. If, I'm, uh, if I'm talking to someone, uh, let's say a, a white or gray hat penetration test, even a black hat penetration test, and it's something that's usually described in the rules of engagement, an official document describing exactly what a penetration test is supposed to cover and what it sh- definitely shouldn't uh, touch. In there, uh, you talk about things like if you have access to some information, don't use that access. You will, let's assume, breach something and get into a database. It doesn't mean you should be reading the data. Maybe you take one piece of record just to prove that you were able to, or better yet, plant a piece of record so you don't actually read anything at all. You just leave something there. The fact that she's able to read back to him a number of things from financial records to purchasing uh, history, which I'm assuming Amazon. So then she's somehow breaking into encryption configuration. So she's either somehow she was able to get all that information. I don't know of a way she can get a combination of information without hacking either. Right. Proactively. Proactively. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not. Well, she says like, you need me to protect you, but like. She might be right, but protect but, you from me. It's like with the mafia around yeah, here should, where I live, they should, do that to, to should, businesses. She, right. She should have came with with look, if I just click this button, I'm gonna be able to see all the payments you're making to your employees. I didn't mm-hmm. click this button, but I could have. Oh. I could have read everything you've bought on Amazon, but I didn't. I didn't click this button, but I got real close. Here you go, here's evidence. Right? That's an ethical hacker approach. I could have, but I didn't. And even if you tell me no, I'm not going to. My job is to tell you have a vulnerability. My job is to get you, show you how I was able to get to this point. But unless it accidentally pops up on my screen, I shouldn't be clicking button knowing it's going to give me a piece of data. Right. Yeah. So, so then this goes back to the point where she was talking about. Compulsive I think she said the attack. She was also talking about, yeah, she is compulsive, but before she was talking about the attack chain. Now in cybersecurity, like in my role, we write a lot about the, we write a lot about the the cyber attack kill chain. Mm -hmm. Now there are all of these different, there there are all of these different steps that they have to get before they can do the big attack. So I think Dimitri was talking about this, then that she could have gone to any of those steps without going to the last one. Correct. 
many, many, and say, look, I, I was able to gain access to an account that will have all this available information to them. I didn't use it. But you should consider what a less scrupulous individual would have done. She is that less scrupulous individual in the right. very first scene of the show, and he still hires her and gives her all the access. Yeah. Now, you know, what? all is well that ends well. I guess he looked in her eyes and was able to tell right then and there that she's an honest person that only happened to steal some information to prove her point. Mm -hmm. Or maybe because, like, she's the girlfriend of his friend, and it's like, okay, well, no, she's I, a little bit of a wild card, but I know, I've known her for a long time, so which she's is why not I asked how bad. big this hospital is, yeah, because, because it's not just that he's protecting his own or not protecting his own practice; he's got thousands mm -hmm. of patients whose lives he's responsible for. Right. So, um, it's, a new, it's, it's a good it's a good show, but that scene alone tells me that the rest of the show is unrealistic. <laughs> At least from a technology perspective. <laughs> yes. I mean I mean, look, if anyone even tried to do something like that, they'd be fired up. Like you say, a resume generating event, like activity, period. Um yeah. what it does though, it feeds into I think what media tropes often do is to Assume that these IT folks are smarter, brighter than they are, or more vindictive than they are. They could use their powers for good versus bad. Like there's some magical ability that they can, you know, with a click of a button, I can go and so, see everything. So, so this is, you said the word just now, you said magical. <laughs> um, I'm, I love the fantasy world as much as, as the next uh, techie. Um, and recently, I started thinking about developers and what it takes to be a good developer and what it takes to be a good techie. And I'm realizing that just like some of the really creative professions, you have to be off the rocker a little bit or a lot to be able to do this stuff well, because it's not for human consumption. We, we operate in the world where humans should not be able to operate. We, and we operate well within that world. Humans, you know, it's a, we are chaotic entities. We're barely on that verge of chaos and, and, and order. We're like right on that split hair bleeding edge. And those of us that are very, very um, good at something, they're also very, very crazy, just <laughs> like you said, right, in something. And that's exactly. So, so that might be why, like, artists, scientists, yes. um, and technical yes. people all get along, but you think they're not doing the same thing, Te but they get no, along they, really well because they're all crazy. They're all <laughs> off the off the medium. No, it's it, it's important to consider. The more, if you've ever seen or if you haven't seen the movie Pi, you should watch it. The mm -hmm. Pi, the letter Pi. It's about that. How far does the human mind go when it's trying to understand chaos? Mm. And what mm -hmm. do you and and in its reverse, what does chaos do to your mind when you're trying to understand it? And what like so to me, every techie is doing something magical for majority of the people because the rest of the people it's it's physiologically impossible or very difficult for them to understand this. It's not that they can't don't want to or choose not to. Right. That's why I think a lot a lot of really smart people with emotional intelligence will make analogies about this tech. For instance, Stephen Hawking, 
He's just, he he's, ma- he's crazy. He, just yeah, he's crazy. But he made an analogy about technology, about the neurons and the brains, and 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 then the wire wires and the wires and the computer behind it. So then you can you can st- start to grasp it because it's more common knowledge about how the brain works. It's less common knowledge about how technology works. And and it is magical to the people that don't understand what's magic, right? What's what's right. lightning? <clears throat> lightning strike is magic until we understand it. Technology right. we're dealing with is so much more complex that we still, most of us don't understand it, yet we can make it do what we need it to do fairly well. And that looks magical to a lot of people. Right. Like, and it's a good joke about IT that, that the only thing that they do is turn things on and off all the time because people don't really know what's wrong with their computers. So they don't even try that. <laughs> or or apparently <laughs> spill coffee on it and throw it into the trash bin. Yeah, apparently. Right? So, you know, because that's simple to do. Not following your procedure. Exactly. That's simple to do. Yeah, exactly. So, oh my gosh, you guys, I think we've had such a great conversation on this. I know we can keep waxing poetic. So if I can just gently ask on a scale of one to 10, this episode, how I'll do two different things. How accurate do you think uh, this depiction of a ransomware attack was? Very. If we put aside uh, some of the little uh, dramatic uh, licensing <laughs> licensing in some spaces it this happens all the time this happens like every hour at, at many places around the world uh insurance gets involved negotiations start while the it department is trying oh. to figure out how to restore sometimes it department gets it done before the insurance guys or vice versa um and uh I think from that perspective, it's a very accurate show. And then they went and, of course, made it look very across the board. But, you know, that's TV for you. But, but it's TV. That, that, that's great information. So what, what would you think, say, the proper process from, from start to finish? You get, um, your company gets hacked. A company gets hacked. A company. Yeah. Don't don't say his. Yeah. A company. His. So let's are, not say Avid. We're not, we're not going after Avid. Right. There are two types of companies in the world. Those that have been hacked and those that don't know that they've been hacked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's not my phrase. Uh, I think New York Times came up with that. Yeah, but- someone else. And then my, <clears throat> my old boss used to say, it's not when, it's, it, it's not if, it's when. So it starts with an event, something that can be uh, observed. An event is an occurrence that can be observed. Mm-hmm. So an event. In this case, every computer in the company, I'm guessing, gets a message and then... <laughs> Shuts, mm-hmm. shuts off, right? Like you need to pay us mm-hmm. whatever million dollars. So we got an event. It gets escalated. Hopefully there's a working phone system to a IT or security team. In this case, it looks like they were on the site already. Um, they start initial investigation. Not that much to investigate since everything is down. Now, in a proper environment, in a, let's call it a more prepared environment, there will be systems and stations that are still available and can be used for initial uh, diagnostic operations. Most of the teams and departments will have at minimum informal procedures, best case formalized procedures on what to do in cases like this, because this isn't new. This happens all the time. So if we don't know what to do, even at a high level, or at least who to call, then we're not prepared even at a very basic level. And this has been, this is a hospital. I know they have some regulations on this level of preparedness. So every nurse station, every doctor can go to paper, can go to stethoscope, can go to whatever they need to go to to continue uh, 
working with their patients and keeping them stabilized. Most of the PCL systems that, that track their vital signs are actually not computers. They can operate independently and off the grid, right? So as long as there's power and there was power, emergency generators are also not connected to the net computer network and every room has an emergency generator outlet, will continue to operate. So every patient will stay stable 24 hours with minor um, exceptions in the NICU or ICU of any kind. Uh, and even there, uh, if, if, if you drop everything else and just work on keeping patients stable and you divert everyone else to other hospitals, there should be minimal uh, minimal risk of, of, of loss of life. Um, so, and a typical company would have a similar approach. Uh, so most teams will be able to operate without tools or go back to secondary methods of operation. If you're a sales team, you still have your phone call. You still got some numbers in your uh, on the phone and you have your LinkedIn and whatever else, you can continue making phone calls and meetings. Uh, if you are finance team, you go back to, <clears throat> pen and paper. If you're a marketing team, you still uh, take pen and a pencil and you draw some additional slides for the next uh, for the next deck. If you're a development team, you start brainstorming the next product. Every team can do something while the disaster is being handled. The first level of, of preparation, disaster recovery, immediate, immediate reconstitution of the environment and bringing back critical systems followed by important system followed by trivial systems. Uh, once the immediate disaster is averted and systems are somewhat on back online, you consider the overall impact of the business. And now you assess yourselves for business continuity purposes. Are our primary business functions impacted? If so, how much? What would it take to bring them back onto an average level of operation? And you repeat and, and cycle through business systems and business processes in the order of importance. Uh, in non-hospital environments based on money brought in and hospital environments probably based on uh, risk to, to uh, lives lost. Great. Wow. I, I'm really impressed with how linear you were able to keep all of that. I was, I was like, oh, he summarized that. And it, like, ooh, wow. oh, okay, good. It's almost as if you know what you're talking about, Dimitri. Right? Yeah, it's like I'm someone talking. pays you to do this, right? <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Well, so to go back, I scale one to 10. What do you guys give it? I'd watch it. Scale of one to 10. Throw out numbers, my friend. I'm pushing for you. I'm pushing I mean, for I mean, I, I, I mean, from, I, I, I would just like guess that it looks pretty, it, I mean, it looks pretty accurate. Like seven on a, on a scale Relatively. Of, of one to 10. I'll give it a seven for accuracy at a high level. Some scenes are four three or four and some scenes are closer to a nine um like oh, you're, you're very fair you're very fair oh i well, i give it a 10 out of 10 for entertainment that exactly was... i definitely give it that though though you know what i think her speech could use a little work <laughs> and then i'll give it a 10 how's that 10 is like perfect and perfect yeah. can you name a perfect show um actually i would have said westworld season one i really enjoyed that there's one. a couple shows that i watched recently there's a show called Ginny and georgia 10 
there's this there's it on Netflix right now, and there's a show called um Firefly Fire Lane 10. Just like what Netflix have, has done in the last decade has reinvigorated my interest in television to the mm-hmm. point to where I want to start writing scripts again because I'm like, now the world is ready for my level of crazy. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, I love that. Oh, that that sounds like a future episode of what would we write? Oh boy. Let's all write something together. You know, I wrote. Yeah. I wrote a story. By the way, I wrote a story about ER. Uh, oh, but, but it's an allegory on CISOs. I'd okay, love to read that. that. I'd you, love to read that, and maybe we'll find you some actors to to I, do I it. Can't, I can't share it. It's too. You can't share it. It's, it's too, too personal. Pa- it's too personal. Too painful, <laughs> and uh, generally not for public consumption. But it is. It is my pain. Bottled up, baby. Much just one in one. Continue. That is a really good outlet. Did uh, working at Avid help, like, make you interested in writing that kind of content? Uh, no, I used to write. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, I wrote before, and not many people saw it. Just like Dan, I'm sure for you, like, you know, I, you, 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 you know, I wrote the first one. I wrote sucked really badly, and I could tell as I was reading it, like, this is a, this is just angular. It's like sharp angles here like i cut myself on, on all of our everyone even if you're really good it's never going to be as good as the models that you're trying to emulate or but, what's in your head right it's and like so, oh it it's looks just so not. perfect in my head and you put it on paper like Ugh, don't i know words <laughs> what the heck is going on and no then, and you course- know what good writing is rewrite rewriting i you know what i, I told you i i i was like went to film and theater school twice so that's like seven years and plus I was like double majoring. So compress that together, like 10 years of stuff. And this is with people who were really good at what they did, both teaching and the students. Every single first draft sucked. So I just yesterday I saw um, someone I really respect and his opinion on a number of things gave a four step overview of how to get good at anything. Right. There's mm-hmm. First, you start with theory. You have to learn the theory. Then you have to teach the theory. So first you learn it, and then you teach it to others. Then you practice it, mm-hmm. actually do it, and then you watch someone else practice it. Okay. If you think about it, that's the progression, right? First you study, then you try and teach someone else, because as you do that, you become better at understanding what you just studied. Then you right. actually do what you studied and taught, and then you watch others do it. Which, which is which is interesting because normally with with artists you don't in no university will hire and also even uh, no university and no private students will hire a teacher who doesn't have like a long list of publications or performances so they can't do it before they teach maybe maybe <laughs> oh so TAs how about that TAs are there okay that's that's okay. teaching that's early right. enough publications okay. who needs that uh, yeah, you know, look, everything well, now academia about, has like, so changed much. because now you can make now um, academics can make more money in high tech. So now the academics don't even a lot of the people with PhDs don't even go into academia. They'll write books on the side while walk, while working in um, high tech and of some kind. They'll be like a, a researcher, a marketer, whatever. It'll, bus- it'll you know? tank group. Yep. It, yeah, it'll, pa- it'll pass. You think so? I'm sure it's cyclical. Everything is. Everything in life is cyclical. So speaking of cycles, I think you guys, we have 
talked our ears off. Dimitri, it has been such a pleasure chatting with you on this episode and just hearing your insights and thoughts. Is there anything you'd like to have uh, share parting words with us before we let you go? It's been a pleasure for me as well, ladies. It's been great talking about technology, hackers, hospitals, and neurodivergency. Um, I love I love teaching. I love talking about this stuff, so this is good. Um, just uh, come and learn more from us at uh, Audience First Academy. I think that's probably the, the, the biggest uh, takeaway that we're trying to push for everyone. I, you know what I just uh, realized uh, a couple of days ago? What selling, you know, I don't, I love selling, but I don't like selling uh, small things. I don't like selling mm-hmm. hardware, software, tools. What I like selling is knowledge. So selling knowledge, if I can sell knowledge to you, What's that called? Teaching. That's yeah, what it is, right? Okay. If you can sell information to people, if you can sell the idea that it's useful, important, if I sell you on it, I just taught you something. So that's what we do at Audience First. Come and learn about cybersecurity. Come and learn about cybersecurity vendors and how to be a better one. And, we'll and I, can vou- I can vouch for Dimitri's course and his ability to deliver information. I was one of his students for his introductory course. And as soon as I have the budget or someone to pay for me, I'm going to take his next course at a higher level because I really want to learn more about CISOs and people like what Dimitri do every day. And see me in a llama sweater. In a llama. And I want to see Dimitri in a llama sweater. Ooh. Now actually, I'm... I really, actually, if you bring a llama to class, I am there and I will just <laughs> empty out my bank account. <laughs> you know? Just pull on the llama. Just put it right there. Sit, stay put. Now that's awesome. Well, thank you so very much, everyone, for your time. Dimitri, thank you so much for joining Diana, as always. And of course, thank you very much for joining us, guys. This is Checkpoint Real Talk. That's a wrap on today's episode of Checkpoint Real Talk. If you like this video, hit that subscribe button and some of those other buttons to show us your appreciation. And if you want to learn more or have any questions, please let us know in the comments. We'll see you next time for another episode of Checkpoint Real Talk.